Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today we have the amazing Katie Kremitzos of Biz Women Rock. She is the founder of Biz Women Rock, which is a community and education provider for women entrepreneurs around the world, a.k.a everyone listening. She is so helpful. She is an open book today. You guys are going to be taking lots of notes. Not only are we talking about how to use a podcast to fill your programs, but really how to promote your podcast to get the most traction out of it. And if you're not a podcaster, don't you worry, because all of these tactics and strategies can really be interchanged with things like Facebook Lives and Instagram posts and email marketing strategy and growing a Facebook community. So listen up, because we have a lot of super specific strategies that you can try right away to start selling more and more often. And you'll hear Katie mention her mastermind programs and applications are closed right now, but she said she would love to chat with anyone who wants to know more about what a mastermind could do for your business. So we talk about how to join her private community. That's free, by the way, at the end of this episode. So if masterminding is something that you might have on your horizon, be sure to get inside of that group and feel free to reach out to Katie because she is super helpful and approachable and she's going to help you with anything you've ever wanted to know about masterminding. Hey, Katie, welcome to the show. Abigail, Emily, thank you guys so much for having me. (laughs) Oh, we're pumped. We are excited. And I think your topic is going to be super interesting because I haven't heard anyone talk about this. Mm -mm. So, well, and full on disclosure, we're probably going to use this as a strategy session for our own. (laughs) How can we use our podcast to get some people in our office? (laughs) Go ahead. I, I think I want to start us off for a second. Um, we've talked about this a lot on the show about like, is podcasting worth it? What are the results? Like, how do you measure conversions? And we've had some ads and we do our ads for our own programs. And we obviously talk about what we sell, but like, it's kind of one of those like frontiers that you're like, is it working? Is it just a value add? Like, 
should you do it? And to us, it's expensive. We hire an editing team. We have the equipment. Like we've got the whole shabam. It can be it can be a low price hobby or marketing venture for your business, but it can also get like, we could even have our own studio and be crazy about it. Uh, so we're like in that yeah. middle ground. But I think for so many people, it's still one of those things of like, I don't really know how to use it to grow my business to actually see dollars come in the door. So that's what you're going to help us with today. Yeah. Sweet. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I will say for the record that um, podcasting, even as of the time that we are recording, I'm coming up on four years of being a podcaster of having, yeah, of having Biz Women Rock, which is almost kind of a dinosaur in this. So you like invented podcasting, right? (laughs) Not quite there, but I mean, the, there are not many of us who have been around four years, not many of us who, you know, even further than that, I, you know, I know podcasters who've been around literally since the beginning, but, um, that being said, even after these four years, I still get people reaching out to me based on whatever topic I'm talking about, person I'm bringing on, program I'm talking about that I've never heard from. And they're like, I've been listening to you since the beginning. So it it absolutely is not one of those things that is like as easy to track as far as perfectly conversions and Mm -hmm. from here to here and here because this is where everyone goes. So I really approach it and it helps me to approach it as a branding strategy, Mm -hmm. like a marketing and branding strategy where I'm simultaneously doing my best to be specific about how I'm making calls to action so I can try and see the flow of how people are engaging and knowing that it's giantly vague as well, you know, yeah. and I just want to put myself out there. Yeah. So where do you pull your data from? Like, are you looking at Lipson? Are you just, or, or have you tried the new analytics from Apple? Or is there some secret that I feel like we're missing? <laughs> So uh, I would I would be lying if I said that I was like the super nerd on knowing all of those and the most up to date information about those stats. Um, I mean, I know enough to know that I'm I'm pretty like once a week, once every two weeks, I'll check my stats and Libsyn just to kind of see like how are things progressing. Is there a show that really got a lot of attention right away? But I also am keeping track of how things are being shared and talked about on social media. Yeah. So. You know, in addition to me dropping the show in Libsyn and people, you know, getting it who are subscribed to it. I'm watching as guests share it. I'm watching as yeah. people come into... I have a private Facebook group. So it's important to note, like there are a couple different platforms where the podcast is linked to. So mm-hmm. immediately, obviously the podcast, I have a very big and thriving Facebook group with over 5,000 women entrepreneurs in there. I have a Facebook page that has over 25,000 people following it. And I have an email list. And so, you know, like... I'm making sure that all of those are talking to each other. So I'm constantly sort of watching the landscape of what's happening there for a particular episode. Or if I do a cool strategy, like doing a Facebook Live about the show that just dropped a couple days ago and and trying to like filter it all back, like keeping track of how many views and comments and engagements I'm getting on that live. So I'm kind of, again, this sort of fits that space of it's it's really vague branding and specific, like I can also sort of target Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. That's where we're at. So, yeah. But not, not maybe keeping an eye on it very well. <laughs> well, you know, where it gets really interesting to me, and um, I know you guys do this too, that you have a lot of different types of programs. Yeah. So, there, you know, you don't just have one thing and that's it. And the beauty about having a couple different types of things is that you're going to get people who are a part of your podcasting audience who totally are attracted to one type of offer, Mm -hmm. but they will never be the person to get that other type of offer. And so it's a really, having multiple offers is a really great way actually to test your audience, test test your listenership, because it's a way for you to see like, okay, like 
you know, if I am doing, I'll get into this as a strategy. If I'm doing live coaching calls as a way to make sure people get to see what it's like to actually work with me as Mm -hmm. a coach and strategist in their business, you know, there are certain people who are absolutely going to be attracted to that. And so they're filling out applications to come work with me when I do a call to action uh, versus someone I will never hear from. But the moment I mention that I have a mastermind opening up, they're like, boom, like in in my inbox, right? And they've been a member of my community for a long time. And that's the first time I've heard from them, you know? So talk to me about how you make that transition. How are you getting someone from your podcast into your programs? Are there specific elements of your podcast that call them to action like you're mentioning? Um, Is it the way you're structuring the episode themselves? What do you think is working to get them there? That's a great question. So I will start with what I'm doing now. But also knowing that I'm constantly experimenting with everything. So as far as the structure goes now, typically what I will do is I will have some sort of an ad in the front end of the episode. Sweet little minute, minute and a half. Here's an ad about the program I currently have going on. Um, I will get creative about that ad, which I'll talk about in a second. And then generally speaking, I will, I don't always, it's not always um, in line to do this, but if there's a way during that conversation to organically talk about Mm -hmm. the program that I'm doing, then we're talking about it through there. So now it's a really organic and beautiful and and flowy way to be able to, to shed some light on the particular program. And then at the end, I'm always doing a call to action to my private Facebook group. My private Facebook group is really the very safe sort of space where anyone, no matter who they are, whether they're interested in a program that I have or not, that they can come together with other women entrepreneurs. So it's a really safe call to action that they can feel like they've gotten something and be part of that listening community. So um, that's sort of my general structure. Yep, it's yep. free. Um, I the the Biz Women Rock group was started right after I started the podcast. So again, it's been om- around mm-hmm. almost four years now, and it's totally free. So it's a really great. Still to this day, I definitely get people in there who have no desire to listen to the podcast, never have listened to the podcast, yeah. don't even know I have a podcast, uh-huh. but they found me through some other way. Same, um, <laughs> right? But it's still really kind of the hub. I would right now, actually, more so than even my email list, it really is a hub for where my community lives. And so um, what I will do strategically, um, just to talk about the community itself, the private group itself, is I'm constantly talking about, I deliberately will invite people on who are part of the community because we will talk about, oh, you know, you made that, that post in our private Facebook group. Talk about that. Let's, I want to have a discussion about that. So I actually use content that happens within the group to bring people on. So we're talking about the group and the value in there. And then we're bringing really great value and content to the table in the podcast. And then, oh, boom. Hey, by the way, if you're not currently part of the group, go join and you can be part of these great conversations too. Yeah. I love that. So talk to me about, I feel like, so after we have, we do an episode, we obviously, we have our graphic made, we have our wave made, like we have everything ready and we push it to Instagram. We push it to our Facebook page. We do it in all the places. We push it to our private group as well. And there's over 17,000 people in there. And it's, mm-hmm. it's been around for a lot longer than the podcast. And so there are definitely, yeah. I feel like more people there who aren't, who maybe not even aware of the podcast than the other way around. Um, but we have it as our pinned post three days a week. Cause we have episodes come out three days a week mm-hmm. and there is no discussion on it ever. Yeah. So yeah. are you like, are you starting those conversations? Like, do you find it helpful to be like, let's talk about the episode inside the group? Like, what are your thoughts? And how can you kind of start that chatter to where maybe more people in the group who haven't heard about it can go listen to it, or it just makes that episode not die after it's been published? 
Right. Great, great question. So I would I would be lying if I were saying that all of my podcast episodes get so much engagement. They not all of them do, but there are a couple strategies that I use to to help um, incite that engagement. Right. A. I try to change up the look of the actual post, meaning. There's always a post graphic for the right. episode. It always right. looks the same every single time, right? Right. So my eyes get boring after yeah. a while. Like right. I, I will totally skim past it in any other in any other arena. So like I try to change up the look of the post itself. Um, so sometimes I'm linking directly to the actual show notes page, which brings up kind of a different type of a graphic than right. if I were to use the original graphic. And sometimes I might do like just some sort of other different graphic. Sometimes I might do a Facebook Live about it or a super quick pre-recorded video with mm-hmm. the link in there. Sometimes I grab the direct Libsyn link mm-hmm. and have it go in there. I'm ba- I'm always recount like I'm always switching up how it looks. Um, also, what I will do quite often is um, I will usually like ninety percent of the time I am not just copying and pasting my show notes. Mm-hmm. I I will do that. However, I will have like a whole cup like a paragraph or two before that that basically is sort of me in the moment talking about this interview that I had or that this particular topic that I'm talking about on the show and I will I will link it back to previous conversations that I've had in the group. Nice. I might even tag people who nice. were part of that conversation before. And the beauty of this is that it allows me to it forces those folks into the conversation yeah. and yeah. basically says oh my gosh, Katie just has this resource literally. And she called me out on it. That yeah. makes me feel really important in a group of 5,000 or 17,000 yeah. other people. That's brilliant. And it's exactly the content that I needed to know. Like it's totally wired in with that conversation. So um, I am, I, there is very little that is streamlined about that process for yeah. me, which is really the opposite of- I'm a process and systems junkie. Yeah. And so this is one of the things is in my group, I am I am almost anti systems in the yeah. group because yeah. you know, you can't systematize relationships. That that so, makes perfect sense. I love that. Whew, yeah. That's a lot of work too, girl. Well, and it's not actually because you know, I, a, I only have I only have one episode a week, so that's a so little different. That. So, <laughs> so there's that. But B, it, truthfully, like I don't automate um, posts in my Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm I'm not being totally truthful truthful about that. There's one every single week that I automate, and it's a mm-hmm. promote your biz Thursday because yeah. that cha- that's the same every single week. Yeah. Other than that, every yeah. single post that people see in there is me live, and wow. the beauty of that is it forces me to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, every single day and be engaged in that conversation in some way, shape or form. And sometimes when the baby's at home sick, it's like a quick little, let me just ask a question then I'm not going to be able to check it again until late that night. Or, Hey, let me, you know, what happened in this episode, um, that I can bring it back to that. And where do I want to be speaking about that? Like Mm -hmm. one of the creative ways that I'm constantly, uh, and always challenging myself to go deeper with the episode is, um, this is actually a perfect example of like how to make the episode go deeper and go further and connect it to the programs and the services that you offer. So this week I had an episode go live with Don Frazier, who is genius when it comes to storytelling in general. And then we had that conversation as it pertains to business, right? Mm -hmm. So she's like, she's like on the staff of the moth. Um, you know, like she, yeah, like she's been like Ted talks, not TEDx talks, Ted talks, uh Yeah. Girl kind of knows her stuff, right? So she literally, yeah. yeah. And she's a beautiful storyteller and just talks about the how that's so important about your how you show up as a brand and how why that differentiates you. And you have to tell your story. And here's very practical ways you could do that. 
So she and so that was Monday. So at the time of this recording, it's Wednesday. So she, I already contacted her and said, Hey, I'm going to go live it just in the private Facebook group. Talk about this episode. I'm going to tell a story of mine. Yeah. And it fits in perfectly this week with me being the mompreneur of my kid being sick yeah. and me not being able to be at 100% capacity and why that's going to hit a business lesson. And I have masterminds like applications like in process right now that are closing this week. So I'm like, I'm getting, that's a perfect tie-in with everything. And she's like, great, I'll I'll jump on with you. I'll jump on. And so I can bring her on for a little bit of Q&A. We're talking about the episode. We're talking about the masterminds. We're giving great content. And we're basically doing live content for that community. So, um, you know, it's just like, it's, but I love that creative stuff. And I don't think that that takes up too much time and it ends up falling in line with, you know, what is the focus of this particular week's episode? Well, and if it's tying directly back to your ROI, like, why would you not? Like, if it's making you money, like, I mean, and how are you tracking that? Are you having people fill out a survey and saying, I heard about this on the podcast or like, how is that going down? So uh, I, I wish that I were, that I had a perfect answer for you here. And I really don't, um, you know, right now people, for example, for the mastermind programs that I have, um, so application, so they're filling out applications. And so I went live with those applications at the beginning of the year and they'll close down this Friday. So, um, you know, basically I'm being able to say like, when you come in, it'll say like, how did you hear about this? And so, okay, great. But then like I'm doing a lot of like, I do a lot of one-on-one relationship building. And so there's a lot of folks who in the past have expressed interest in masterminds or through conversations, I'm seeing that that might be a great value for them. So I'm reaching out one-on-one going, hey, just wanted to make sure you knew about this resource. Is this something you're interested in? And nine times out of 10, yes, I've been seeing all the stuff about it. I've been meaning to apply and da-da-da-da-da. And like, it's like they've been hearing about it all over, which again is why it's so important as a podcast to see it as branding. It's like yeah. that constant message. They constantly yeah. hear that message, you know? So yeah, I don't have a perfect answer for you. There. No, and I, it reassures me because I, I like, I feel like, oh my gosh, are like the Pat Flynn's of the world. Do they have like this intricate, like tracking? And maybe he does, like he has a studio and he has whatever, but I'm like, are, have we totally messed this up after a year of podcasting? You know what I mean? To not have no. this data. No, and I really I think that you know you there are definitely measures that you can take um that I that I do take which is like okay very there are specific links that I put in in the show notes so I know that people are linking through there versus something a post that I may, might make on social media. So okay. you know I I am kind of tracking that stuff um and I think that I think that you can I think that you can go a little too far into that and not be in the moment yeah. of being with your community. Like, yeah. So I will sort of like put whatever measures in to make sure I know where people are coming from. Right. And then, and then I just kind of go, and that's probably not the popular answer, but no, that's I just like kind of what I do. Yeah. I like it. It's a little mix of structure and just some like, let it just be what it's going to be. Yeah. And again, because, you know, there's just always circumstances. So I feel like, especially in the space of working with women entrepreneurs, women creatives, mompreneurs, like, yeah. You know, just putting out something just on the podcast, they they might get interrupted halfway through. But then, you know, so it's important to keep putting everything everywhere and just say, like, I have heard this from multiple people recently, which is like, well, I heard it on the podcast and then I saw you post in the group and then I was pissed because I missed this. And then it reminded me three days later to do that. (laughs) And so, yeah, I finally got on it, right? Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Earlier, you kind of talked about the trifecta of the podcast conversation, the Facebook group conversation, and email. Talk to me about how you bring up your podcast to your subscribers. And like, literally, what does that look like in an email context? Yeah. So I, every Monday when the episode goes live, they get a very spit, the entire email list gets the podcast email. Like here's the podcast. Yeah. Every single week. Um, And so it it does not look like a newsletter. It looks like a regular email, content email. The, it does not say new podcast episode. It literally says like the title of the podcast Uh because that is, 
I know that that's going to, I, I create that title on rethinking what, right. what headline right. is going to attract somebody right. to open the email or to click on that link. Right. So, um, and then it's the, um, right up top, I'll give you the view of it right up top is a screenshot of the player. Mm-hmm. That screenshot is linked to the show notes page. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it has the copy of the show notes and then whatever call to action is there. Um, wow. you know, like it's going to be a call to action for the mastermind right. or whatever program right. I've got going on. And then there's, you know, photos there that'll link to that or, you know, whatever links are going to go to that particular call to action. And there, I think that there's a couple other links to the actual show notes page throughout. So they can, they can either just read the whole thing because, you know, I respect too, that there are different types of, um, people ingest very differently at different times. Like, uh-huh. For example, video, like I, I don't tend to be a video watcher. I want to read copy so I know whether I yeah. want to watch the video or not, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm very cognizant of like, am I putting all forms of um, content out there so mm-hmm. people can ingest it the way that they most want in that moment? So I will write all the copy. I will click on the, you know, have the the availability to click on the show notes page so they can listen there. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's really important to me that it doesn't look like a newsletter. Right. Like it just looks like a content email. Right. A quick poll. Would you guys find that helpful? You would be getting three, at least three emails from us a week. We could either do one like the day that the episode airs, or perhaps we could do a roundup on Friday of the three episodes that aired that week. Do you guys feel like for the, for those of you who maybe don't subscribe and don't, um, you know, constantly like stay up to date on the episodes, especially for you binge listeners or you pick and choosers. I know there's a lot of you out there. You pick and chooser episode listeners. Would something like that be helpful? Tell me. Well, and I'm wondering, because my initial reaction was just pick the one that's going to drive the most traffic. Right. I I don't know. Um, Is that your primary email of like, or do you, how many emails a week are you sending besides that one? I should state that my attitude about this has changed and evolved over the years of me being a, yeah. being an entrepreneur. Back in the day, I was like, one email a week. <gasps> yeah. I don't want to overpower anyone after that, right? But the um, the longer I've been in business, the more that I realize that um, even those who are my most loyal subscribers, they're not reading every single them. thing. Yep. They miss them or that particular topic isn't relevant. And so I feel like my job is to continually share my message. Mm-hmm. And when it resonates, it's going to resonate. Yep. And when they're ready to read it, they're ready to read it. And so um, I actually don't put rules on myself. That The Monday one is always a standard one that definitely mm-hmm. goes out. Typically throughout the week, I will have at least one to three more. Mm-hmm. And those one to three more tend to be either, hey, I'm going to be doing this other free, you know, masterclass in right. the Facebook group, or um, it, it might be like a direct call to action for like, hey, applications, applications for the masterminds, right? right? right. Um, but more than likely, they're, con- they're full on content emails with some sort of call to action in there, somewhere embedded in there, like in a PS, a lot softer, all that sort of stuff. Sure, but sure. my, you know, I really look at my, um, how I approach email is like, that's one other uh, venue that I am privileged to be able to share what I'm so passionate about business. And my job is to just hope that it resonates. And I get emails back all the time going, this is exactly what I needed to hear today. It's exactly what I needed to hear today. So that's all, that's like my measurement of, am I, is this okay? And are you, are you continuing to send to everyone or are you niching down and sending the segments more often? Sometimes I don't segment as much as I probably should, but I will segment, for example, like if I send out an email about a specific call to action, like, Hey, mastermind applications are closing down on this day. Then, um, or when I announce a program starting, 
then um, I will generally send content that's geared towards that particular program. I will generally do a couple of experiments of like sending to that particular group of people who opened. Yeah, that's similar to what we do. Yeah. Okay. So talk to me about your social promotion outside of the engagement on the Facebook group. Where else are you pushing the content on your own channels? And then question B of this is, Mm -hmm. do you require and what does that look like for your guests to share your, your episodes? Um, okay. Answering question B first is that no, I do not require them because I have been on the receiving end of being required and it doesn't feel good. I am a thousand percent more likely to share if I feel supported and loved and I really like appreciated. So I want to, I want to give my guests that, that space Mm -hmm. and I don't bring them on for the sole purpose of them sharing. Like I bring them on because they're really great content. It's going to be really great content and a really great conversation. So, so I don't require it. I always send an email. Um, I, I tried for a while. It's worth noting. I tried for a while sending an email the week before so that they could put it in their scheduler. Right. People hated it. No, they were like, can you just send it to me? Like, you know, when when it goes live. Because, you know, like the wet, the you have to remember, is it live yet? Can I actually share this yet? Yeah, that makes sense. Right. And honestly, out of 10 guests, like how many people actually schedule that far in advance all the time? So, right. Um, anyway, so, uh, and, and truthfully, like, even if it's still a value to me, if they share days, weeks, even oh, yeah. months later. So it's okay. not, it's not hugely, uh, it doesn't matter if they're sharing that week. So, um, and then the the answer to question A is, what else am I doing outside of the group? So, um, I'm always posting on my Facebook page. I post on LinkedIn. I post Twitter. It's very worth saying that I do not enjoy being on Twitter personally. I, I'm a social media manager, sort of like just kind of does what she yeah. needs to do over there. So I have a yeah. presence. I really don't like being there. LinkedIn even, I, which is ironic because I'm dealing with a lot of business women. Like, yeah. I really don't enjoy being there. That's a big goal of mine for this year is to just practice being over there a little bit more. Um, and then, and then on my personal Facebook profile, um, I don't share that often, truthfully, because I'm very aware that my personal Facebook profile is my personal Facebook sure. profile. Yeah. And the same is true with Instagram. So like I every probably about once a month. So out of four episodes, once out of every four episodes, will I share something and share sort of a personal story behind it. So you have a personal Instagram, not a business Instagram? Right. I, okay. I do I do have a business one, but I don't use it. I I okay. I got that uh, um recommendation about a year ago and just started experimenting with it. And it was perfect because it was right in line with what I believe, which is like this personal brand and this business brand are all in one. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Okay. I'm like getting my my brain is like (laughs) racking up ideas that could change. I would love to share a couple of creative ways that people can use a podcast to promote a program. So um, because these are sort of like off the beaten track and maybe a little outside the box, um, perfect for your creative audience. So a couple of different things. So if anyone listening, if you provide coaching services or any sort of like one-on-one strategy or consulting services, one of the things that I did is I started a live coaching um, a live coaching series. And at first, I was like, I need to have structure around that. It needs to go off it, whatever. I just sort of do them <laughs> when I do them. Yeah. Um, what I will do strategically is I will post on all my platforms about, hey, do you want to be get a free, do you want to be featured on the podcast? I want the chance to be featured on the podcast and get a free like 25 minute strategy session. So, and if so, fill out this application. Um, and it just has them talk about like, what's the one thing that they really want to work through. I go through that application, pick 
a, a, like a handful of different ones. So there's like a bunch of different stuff represented. And then each of those ladies I will book a session with. And then those live sessions then go on the podcast as a live coaching session. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that does a couple of things. Number one, it builds a pipeline for people who might be interested in working with me. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, it um, it gives me content for the podcast. Number three, anyone listening, can I A, feel identified with whatever? Because usually the title of it is sort of the problem that they're dealing yeah. with. So I'm going to get the people linking to it who are like, yes, I have that problem too. And they're going to hear me strategize. And so they're mm-hmm. going to be, they're going to get in the room with me and feel what it's like to strategize. So that definitely has an impact on people who are coming to me to um, to work with me one-on-one. Yeah. Um, another thing that I do is, um, so anytime that there's a program, what I will try to do is I will crowdsource answers of questions that have to do with that particular episode, let's say, or that particular series and make sure it all like rounds out. So Mm -hmm. I'll give you this example. I had a mompreneur series that I did last year and I'll be doing it again um, during the month of May for Mother's Day uh, month. And what I did is I crowdsourced in my group. I said, for those of you who are mompreneurs, um, I want to feature you on the show. I want you to call into this number and I want you to tell me the best, the best thing about being a mompreneur and the most challenging thing. Mm. It has to be, I gave them very specifics, has to be X amount of, you know, no longer than two minutes and tell, this is a structure. Hey, my name is so-and-so. Here's my business. Here's the answer to number one. Number two, they, I gave them a Google voice number. It records it automatically in MP3 for all of us systems geeks. I can immediately download that and put that in the, you know, the uh, editing folder. Did you Um, turn that into an episode? Here's, yep. (sighs) So here's what I did on the whole for my mompreneur series. What I did, this is so full circle. What I did is I had interviewed, I think that there were about five or six women that I interviewed all for different facets of what I wanted mm-hmm. to know as a mompreneur. Touch on, right. Um, so I interviewed each of them. Um, then I grabbed, e- I, I, th- I think I ended up with like 10, let's say 10, maybe 20. Yeah. I grabbed like two or three of those clips and put them on the front end of the, the interview. But, and then what I did is when I shared it, I tagged each of those women yeah. and just said, thank you so much for sharing your story. And they went bananas. Like they shared it everywhere. <laughs> it, went, it went crazy. That. Go, please do it. That's like so smart. But that's full circle. That is yeah. full circle marketing for a podcast. So it's like, how do I how do I bring in my community members to be featured on the podcast? And, yeah. and so I would imagine that some of your community members don't feel like they are ready to be featured on the podcast. 100%. I was just going to say right? that. Yep. So here's a way that you could do it in a yeah. way that that stays in line with the content that you want to present and gives them an opportunity to be featured. Because yep. I sat there and thought like, I would love to have her on the show, but it'd be good for like 10 minutes. You know, like there's not like a whole episode of meat there, yeah. uh, but like they've been really valuable to the community and they have some insight. That's perfect. And you could just string together, like you could probably just string together a bunch of the, like, you know, two or three of those 10 minute, five to 10 minute compilations and have it and name, name it like, you know, voices from the community, like here, you know, the real realities of the Think Creative Collective, like that's so cool. And then I got to tell you, it's like that old school model of like, you remember when, you know, back in the day, I'm, I'm 39 years old, so uh, I'll, I'll say this, back in the day of radio, where you used to wait on the phone in order to get yes. heard on the radio. Yes. And it's a bit, and you're telling your friends, I'm going to be on the radio, you got to go yeah. listen. It's that same thing. Like, yeah. if they get featured on your show, they're like, I will share it all day long. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think even empowering them, too, to be like, here's the logo for our podcast. Put this on your website that you are featured on our show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. 
Here's the thing. Most most people think that the way, um, the only way to expand your audience is to get new listeners. And I think that that's missing a giant piece of the puzzle called engage your current listeners even more Mm -hmm. because they're Mm going to, I believe that, that podcasts really explode in numbers um, and in popularity when people share one-on-one and when they're like, you've got to listen to the show. Guess what? I was featured here. And and now I start to, I start to listen to that because I know who's been featured. Oh, okay, cool. I'll listen to that. Oh, I really, I like the way that these ladies riff, you know, like I kind of like this. I'm going to subscribe. And like all of a sudden I'm a fangirl. So hundred percent. Yeah. Oh man. Lots of good meaty content right there. Yes. Well, and I think guys, this could work. I know we don't have all like just all service providers, but I want you to start to think outside of the box for no matter what it is that you sell. Um, I know a lot of people who are creating podcasts in our group, like are opening up that like, okay, but I kind of want to start coaching or I have these, you know, website design packages, or I have this over here. And sometimes it's hard for them to kind of draw the lines of like, how can I promote it without feeling weird about it? Mm -hmm. But I really feel like, like you're missing a big opportunity and doing your audience a disservice by not talking about these things more often with them because they're there for a reason and they're connecting with you for a reason. And so if you offer them that, that chance to go deeper with you, I, you're going to win. And I'll tell you this because I wasn't always comfortable with this. If you are struggling with how do I full on promote something without feeling salesy, you can start by coming in the door of how do I spin this into being valuable information? So I'll give you another example for the masterminds, the 2018 Biz Women Rock masterminds that I've got that for applications that I've opened right now. I did it. Masterminds are a little tricky in that like, it's such like a private secret community that you, it's really challenging sometimes to really showcase the power of mastermind, yeah. right? Yeah. So what I did is I I had four ladies who were part of um, this past mastermind and I asked them, hey, ladies, is it is it okay if I can interview each of you on a Facebook live about your experience to talk about, you know, boom, 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 these things yeah. like the major where you were versus where you are now, they're six month programs, bit major transformations, moments that were amazing, challenged you, all that stuff. So I ske- I did each of those Facebook lives. I did two one week and then two the next week with each of these ladies. I did it on my Facebook page. Okay, so I was we were there live side by side, t- having a great conversation about the masterminds. Talk- talked about their experience mm-hmm. for the purpose of really giving people uh, an insight into, and it was called Inside a Mastermind Series, giving people insight to how powerful masterminds really could be, not from me telling you, but from right. these women. Yeah. So I did that series a. Boosted it, boosted each of those right away. B, put them all on one page on my website so I could link to that whole series. C, the moment that number four was done with that, um, my editor was already ready. We turned around and put them on as a four-part series on the podcast. So I was really aware while while I was recording them that it was going to be on a podcast. So like part of my intro was like, hey, these were done as a Facebook Live, but I was very aware not to be like doing call outs the whole time. Or if, if I did, I specifically did them in a particular time that we could come out, cut out. So, um, and now that's hitting some, my audience who maybe didn't see the Facebook live and could really hear that. And the funny thing is, is I had my, um, I've had so many people going, I had like, wow, I really appreciate that because I, I now know what it's like. And maybe, you know, maybe they're not a fit for my mastermind now, but like they get how powerful that tool is. And that's the service that I'm constantly coming to the table with, which is like, I'm not here to sell you. I'm here to be of service to you. And I would, I would be remiss if I did not share my passion towards how powerful masterminds really are. And if that fits, 
go apply. And if it doesn't, great. Just know that this is something you need to be aware of. Absolutely. Well, I love that because we've done something very similar where we've done Facebook Lives with past students of ours, specifically for our signature program. And we've had them on our on our page and in our group, and they've talked about their experience. But I love truly that you're like, you go out at that bird's eye view of like, okay, I could do this and it's going to be effective, but where else can I tie it into other pieces of my business? Making it the website page, making, you know, sending that email, making it a full on episode, like everything truly is full circle. So it's not just one like, market bubble and social push, it really truly serves a long-term purpose. Absolutely. And it's worth noting that I absolutely did not do this very well four <laughs> years ago or even last year. Like it, like little by little, you just kind of learn oh, yeah. a, an extra little step of how to tie it in a little deeper, how to make it go a little further, you know? So yep. it is, it's a process. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I think, and even if you guys don't have a podcast, truly asking yourself, like, what are those long-term effects of, of a push? Like, even if it's just an Instagram post, how can you let that live somewhere else? How can you let that live longer? Because we know you're pouring so much energy into writing a blog post or hosting a webinar or recording that podcast episode or whatever it may be for you. So how can you truly ask yourself, okay, let me get, you know, three other purposes out of this one meaty content and let it make me some damn money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Girl. Yep. Woo. All right. You ready to head Boom. into talk strategy? To me? Let's do it. Okay. So let's break out. Uh, if you feel like there's anything missing, if you feel like there's some points that maybe uh, you can shove in there, some three to five action tips for uh, for people to, if they have a podcast or, or whatever their their medium is, if it's Facebook Live, it's, if it's webinars, I feel like some of these strategies can be used for all of those things. Yep. Like sell your shit to your people. How? <laughs> Sell your shit. Um, Okay. So uh, actionable strategies. Number one, I'm going to allude to a lot of the stuff that we just talked about. Actionable strategies. Number one, um, highlight people who have already bought your shit. Yes. (laughs) Um, In creative ways that are, that are, uh, uh, authentic, mm-hmm. which, you know, of course, but you know, done in a way that's like, Hey, this is, this was amazing. Let me show the results. Um, number two, this is a big challenge. Um, I would challenge you to start making calls to action in most of the yes. content that you put out there. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is the this is the a big challenge, and and I will say straight up that two years ago I sucked at this. Like mm-hmm. I believed in the whole like oh you know give 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 give, and then every once in a while ask, and <laughs> that didn't work so well for yep. me. You know, so it's yep. like share because when you give great content, you do your audience a disservice if you don't offer them some way to engage with you further if they want more of that content. Right. So yep. um so. Challenge yourself to to insert more calls to actions into literally everything you're doing. PS line of an email, um, you know, straight up thing that you say at the end of a of a Facebook Live. Uh, so that's another thing. Um, number three to like selling your stuff. Be this is kind of going back. Be clear on what the stuff actually is. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, what? <laughs> I am I am very very big on educating people about their offerings. Like, be clear. I call it the packages, but like know what your offer actually is. Yep. Go through the exercise of knowing what are the features, what are the benefits, who is it best for? Because guess what? Your avatar, those of us in podcasting use the word avatar a lot. The person who is best for that particular program mm-hmm. may not be the exact same as the avatar for your general brand. It's right. very specific towards that particular offering. So know what that offering is and be able to speak intelligently about it. Um, because when you try to do a call to action and you don't, you're kind of vague about that, uh-huh. people can't buy what yep. they don't understand. Absolutely. Been um, there, done that. <laughs> we all have. Saw all the lack of results from that. <laughs> we all have. Um, 
And then uh, number four, which is a total, I call it the um, uh, the whisper campaign, okay, to sell your stuff. Um, be willing to show up in a non-automated way mm-hmm. with, a, mm-hmm. with a totally authentic purpose of helping people one-on-one. Yep. Sometimes this looks like sending a private Facebook message to somebody who you think might be perfect for your program. Sometimes yep. this is a personal email, not an automated email. Sometimes this is a personal phone call or text message or, or hey, uh, let's go out to have coffee or let's meet mm-hmm. up online just to chat. Let me check in with you. And I'm, I'm not doing it for the purpose of selling you, but if during that conversation... It yep. is a good fit. I'm going to talk to you about it. So I call we, it a whisper campaign. Yeah, we did that uh, for the very first launch of our signature program. We did uh, Voxer messages mm-hmm. to people who we knew it would be a perfect fit for. They they might have talked about it, but we'd just been like following along with their business. They've been in our community for a while. And the conversion of that for that first time was huge. Right? I mean, it wasn't like, you know, tens of 15, like it wasn't crazy, but it was so worth our time of just like connecting with those people. And even if I just like made you feel like we see you that that's all like, that's great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and just immediate, uh, next one that I'm thinking of is, uh, to tell your story. Yeah. Um, this is really pertinent, obviously with the podcast episode that I've live today, but like, we as women entrepreneurs can get into this space of she's doing that. So I can't really do that. And they offer that. So I can't be, who am I to do this? Like, you know, like, um, and this it's, I'm not going to call it competition, but I'm going to call it like they do that. So I'm not allowed or I can, they already offer it. Right. Um, and, and it's worth noting that, Abigail, Emily, and I all service this very similar community. And I see this as an amazing collaboration because we can give more. Like we all rise together. That is my my vantage point. But telling your story is probably the most powerful way to completely eliminate any sense of competition out there because no one has your story. No one is exactly you. No one has the exact history that you have, experience you've had, um, impact you've had. Like no one, no one has that exact mm-hmm. passion. So a ma- for example, a mastermind can look very similar. Like 80,000 other people can offer it, but absolutely, no one offers it the exact way that I do, how I do it, the structure, the impact, like no one. So mm-hmm. I, once you get used to telling your story, it actually helps build the confidence in who you are and how you do things. And so yep. you completely step outside of this whole space of like, oh, you know, 200,000 other people are out there offering resources to women entrepreneurs. Like all of a sudden they're, they don't, it doesn't matter. And it's not even there. It doesn't matter anymore. Right. A hundred percent. Oh man. I'm going to go back and listen to this episode like three times <laughs> as soon as it airs. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I am just so honored to be here. I'm a big fan of your podcast. So this is so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, tell us where people can hang out with you online. Yeah. So the best place actually, as you are hearing, is through my private Facebook group. And you can find that facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash bizwomenrock. Actually, the easier one for that is bizwomenrock.com forward slash group. Yes. Get it. Thank you so much. Katie has obviously her podcast, an amazing engaged community, some valuable nuggets out there. So go show her some love. Go give some things a listen. We hope you enjoyed this. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. 
Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.